Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. All right. Hi, guys. <laughs> Let me just get settled really quick. Otherwise, I'll drop all my papers. <laughs> How's everyone doing tonight? Blessed? Yes. All right. I'm just going to pray before we get into it. Uh, so, Father, right now, thank you, Lord. Thank you that we're here right now on a Wednesday night, Lord. And we're just here to love you, Lord. I pray that you'd give us ears to hear, um, eyes to see, Lord, and a heart that's open, Lord, to what you want to do, Lord. This is this is unto you, Lord, and, and we just give you this time. We give you this moment, Lord. We, we just surrender everything to you right now. So we thank you. We honor you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Cool. So... I'm so blessed and privileged to be able to be up here and share um, what I feel the Lord has been stirring in my heart um, and also what I feel the Lord is doing in this hour um, and specifically for our house. Um, and, And I want you to know, though, for the first and foremost, that the things that I've been learning and um, I've been partnering with people that have been laboring already in knowing how to host the presence of the Lord. <laughs> and, and, and so this is something that is not, I didn't, uh, I didn't know how to do this maybe a few years ago. I, I really didn't. And in fact, it intrigued me. Um, I began, I began to get really curious about what that means to host the presence of the Lord, what that means to create a resting place for him. Like the, the, the God who dwells everywhere desires to dwell somewhere. And, and, and that's not my quote. That's Michael Miller from Upper Room. And, and I, like I said, I've been very a student of the word and a student of, you know, God blesses us with resources. He blesses us with, with things that, that if we can align our heart with, that, that he begins to reveal. He begins to reveal the depths of his heart to our hearts and what he wants to do and what he wants us to partner with. So this is such a heavy conviction of like, Lord, how do we do that? What do we do? And I, I, I see the Lord doing it. The Lord is doing it in our house. And, and now it's like, now it's this moment of how are you going to steward it now? Because we all have a responsibility and we're all called to steward this together, not just one person. And, and, and it is very different because it's, it's, it's more about him than it is about us. And when it becomes about him, the Lord is so good and gracious that he turns his heart back to you. And, and, and so you're there in the presence of the Lord loving on him. And as you're loving on him, his heart gets turned back to you and he begins ministering to you. But I'm calling us today that to be a house that ministers to the Lord. And I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Um, this was very foreign to me. Um, you know, I, I, I know how to, I've, I've been taught how to love people. 
And, and this is great because the Lord tells us to do that. But he also says in the first, when they ask him in Matthew, he said, what's the greatest commandment? And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. And that commandment, then he says what? He says the greatest, the second is just like it. Love people, love your neighbor as yourself. But the second is not the first. And sometimes we can think that loving people is loving God. I just want that to soak in. (laughs) Sometimes we can think that loving people is loving God. But the first thing that the Lord has called all of us to is to love him. And you might think, how do I do that then? Like, what does that look like? What does that mean? And, and, And so we're talking about even this, you know, tonight we got to fast. Um, we, we are praying, we get to pray. These are things that are a part of our identity as a believer of Christ, that we get to fast, we get to pray. He calls us to these things because it helps us identify with who he is. And then we, it, it's us positioning our heart to him. And so the Lord began, and like I said, as I'm studying and, 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 show, and he's showing me through resources of like, man, Lord, I don't want to mess this up. Like, because I know that you're telling me that in this hour, what you're calling your people is to create a resting place for him where he can dwell. And it's not just about a building, right? But because we all meet here, this is a collective setting. This is a corporate setting that we get to be together and the presence of God gets to be right here. What a privilege that we get to be a people to say, Lord, I want to host your presence. I want you to dwell here. And he wants you to know that he wants to dwell within you too because you're a temple. You're, you can be a resting place for the Lord. So it's beyond these walls. It, it, it's wherever you go. It's, it's in your, your closet when you're alone with him. It's when you're at work, wherever you are, He's calling us to become a resting place where he can reside, where he can take up residence. And, and so it, it comes back to this building a home for the presence of God. And, and the Lord is inviting us. I really strongly believe that in this hour for our house here is to understand and learn what it means to do that. A house of prayer. Jesus talked about it, right? In Matthew, and I want us to to turn there. It's it's Matthew 21, and um, it's Palm Sunday, right? And and Jesus comes in riding on a donkey. The people are praising him. We know this. It's Matthew 21. Um, but a little bit later on in verse 12, he clears the temple, and this is the second time he's cleared it. And it says, Jesus entered the temple, and he began to drive out all the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. He said to them, the scriptures declare, my temple will be called a house of prayer but you have turned it into a den of thieves. And so the Lord is saying that. Jesus himself is saying, my, the, the, my temple will be called a house of prayer. And so we think of prayer, what's prayer? <laughs> that means we have to ask ourselves, what is, this, what, what is this then? Because this is the definition of his house. He's saying my house will be a house of prayer. So he's, he, he's calling us to the secret place with him, 
He's calling us to encounter him as families, as groups here in the local body. And, and, and it's, it's going to reframe our eyes and our view of, 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 of what we know as prayer, you know, to, to know like, okay, how Lord, you said your house is going to be a house of prayer. And, and when we think of prayer, what I want you to think of is prayer is relationship. Prayer as relationship. Prayer is not, and this, this, I, I, this might sound funny or different, but prayer is not the answer. Jesus is the answer. <laughs> Jesus is the answer. Prayer is the means to an end. He is the end in himself. So if he's the end in himself, then I'm called to have relationship with him, a house of prayer, a house of relationship. This is what we're called to, to be in relationship with him. And it's no coincidence, right? What we've been learning even in this past year of being rooted, being rooted in him, our lives built in him, on him. It's a calling back to simplicity. It's a calling back to simple devotion to him that my prayer life, my relationship is with him unto him. And, and, and then at that, as that happens, the Lord begins to do what only he can do, right? We know, we know that only he can, only he can break chains. Only he can move, but beyond what he can do, he's calling us to a life to loving him first. First and foremost, it's him. It's, it's him. It's relationship with him. And, and so that's kind of my hope of, I, and this is kind of why I wanted to preach before we actually worship, because we're going to get to do that together in a little bit, <laughs> of what does that practically look like then to engage the Lord when we're praying and when we're in relationship with him? What does that look like? So that's my hope is, is, is to, to give you a bit of a description of the, of, his definition of the house, because he said his house will be a house of prayer and, and, and ways that we can do that. Um, so like I said, it's a, it's a calling of ministering to the Lord. It's different, right? We know different ways of how we can, we can preach and, and teach and, and, and all of those things. But I don't think it's a, co- it, it's no coincidence that the Lord, the Lord said, did the Lord say my house will be called a house of preaching? My house will be called a house of programs? No, he said, my house will be called a house of prayer. And, and it's like, okay, Lord, it's a new paradigm then. It's a different, a different way of looking at things. And, and, and he's calling us, though, to, to awaken that within us, to know that there's, it's, it's more than what you do. It's more than you coming and going. It's more than the things you have to check off your list. It's, it's, it's having a right response to him when he shows up. Because he can show up and we not even recognize it. He can show up and like he said that he wept because they, the, the people, they did not know the hour of, 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 of the visitation of the Lord. And, and so when he comes... How do we respond to him? That's a question that we have to ask ourselves. How do I, when he comes, when he shows up, how do I respond to what the Lord is wanting to do in this moment? And, you know, it's, it's so crazy because you think about when I said ministering to the Lord, you know, 
in the scriptures in first Chronicles 16, four, um, it says that the Lord, so I'm going to just turn there cause I want to, I want to read it, but it, we see ministering to the Lord in, in, in that moment of what that looks like, where it says, let's see. So he, he says, David, so David was appointed king at that time. It says, David appointed the following Levites to lead the people in worship before the ark of the Lord to invoke his blessings, to give thanks, and to praise the Lord, the God of Israel. Another translation actually says that, that um, he put people, he, he put Levites there as ministers before the ark of the Lord. Now the ark of the Lord is the presence of the Lord. It's the presence of God. He says he put them there to celebrate. And Pastor Joe, when he was here during conference, I believe he, he gave that word of it's time to celebrate. And then I'm like, I'm looking at that scripture and I'm like, whoa, like to celebrate and to thank and to praise the Lord God of Israel. And, and so the Lord is like, I'm, if you have ears to hear, hear this, that the Lord is inviting us tonight to learn what that looks like, to celebrate him, to thank him, to praise him. And, and so this, we see there was Levites there called to minister before the presence of the Lord. Samuel did it. Um, Brandon was talking about that this Sunday, right? Samuel ministered to the Lord. Even he was young. He listened to the Lord. He was, he had active listening and, and he was obedient. David ministered to the Lord. Um, and even in Acts, the book of Acts chapter 13, before Saul, um, became Paul, you know what the leaders in Antioch were doing? They were fasting and they were praying. They were ministering to the Lord. And then the Lord interceded. And told them, you are going to meet, I want you to go get Saul because I'm going to use him for my kingdom, basically. So, so this is not something that, like, a trend. <laughs> like, this is not, oh, we're going to minister to the Lord. Like, no, this is in scripture. That, that, that there was times where, where, where people were called to minister to the Lord. And, and there's that call today still, to this day. It's here now. Uh, urgency to to minister to him to 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 actually know God's heart it's the desire of his heart to be loved and so I want to go back to that Matthew 21 where right we we see that Jesus actually he he cleansed the temple and he 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 needed to get everything out because all of those things were hindering what was supposed to be worship the people actually in the temple there was there the gentiles so gentiles non-jewish they there was so much interference with things going around they weren't even able to actually worship him they weren't even able to have this relationship with him because there were so many things going on and 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 so jesus comes in and he 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 clears it out he takes out the influences he uproots and that's what we've been doing, right? We've been uprooting. We've been getting back to the fundamentals. We're learning how our lives are to be built in him, to know him. And so prayer is that relationship. 
prayer. My house will be called a house of prayer. When I say my house will be called a house of prayer, I want you to think of that. Like it's about relationship. My house will be called, it's a house of relationship with who? The Lord, yes, the Lord. With with Jesus, yes, the Lord. That is what we're called to. And and, and so Jesus didn't mince words. He, he, he is calling us to actually engage with him, to actually collectively together here in this house, to, to engage with him, to rightly respond to him. And and it's it's very different. You might think, well, so am I supposed to just thank him and love him? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we make it so hard. And 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 it confronts us though when we begin to position our hearts in loving him. It confronts our our very the way we do things. It confronts it, it confronts everything of, you know, oh wait, well if I just pray hard enough, then maybe God will hear me. But no, my friend, that's merit based. You're not called to work for your salvation. He's already done it on the cross. And so, yes, amen, because, because a lot of times we can get caught up in that, right? Where I just got to do, do, do this, and then I'll get there. And that is not, salvation is free. You can never do anything. He bought it, you with a price, his precious blood. And, and so now it's like, it, it's this opportunity now of like, you know what? Like, I don't have to do anything. I just want to respond to you rightly now. Because when I respond to you rightly, I see you rightly. And when I see you rightly, I get to see myself rightly. And guess what? When I see myself rightly, I'll see others rightly. Because if I don't know how to love the Lord, how on earth am I going to love my neighbor? I don't know. Right? If I don't know how to love him, how am how is that going to translate when I'm I'm on the road and someone cuts me off? I'm just being practical, right? How is that going to translate? If you don't love, know how to love him and respond to him rightly, it's not going to translate when you're in a real setting where someone is in need or someone, you're just there talking to someone. So he's calling us to respond rightly to him. He's calling us to, to engage in him. And, and so prayer is relationship, as, as I'm saying. It's, it's the vehicle to house the presence of Jesus. So if we think about prayer as relationship, and you think about prayer as engaging the Lord, well, then guess what? As you engage the Lord, as you love on him, he shows up. He shows up. And when he shows up, everything changes. Everything and anything, there is nothing too hard that is for the Lord. And it says that he is the guest of honor, right? So when we come in, we're saying, Lord, we welcome you here. We we invite you here. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. What are we doing? We're inviting him, the guest of honor. We're inviting him to come, to be here. And you know what? The craziest thing is this, is that he then becomes the Lord of hosts. And the Lord of hosts, he has all authority. He is the one that fights for us. So as we invite him, he and he becomes the guest of honor, the Lord of hosts, he begins to move. He begins to do what he only, only he can do. And, and so it's, it's something that it's, like I was saying earlier, when our hearts are turned to him and we're loving him, his hearts are turned right back to us where he sees where you're at, where he knows what you're going through. But when you're saying, you know what, Lord, 
even in the midst of whatever I'm going through, I'm going to thank you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to honor you with my the very breath, the very mouth. I'm going to say, Lord, you are good. And what's that doing? It's actually activating faith within you because you're coming into agreement with who he is. It's not based off what you what you think. Because the word of God is alive, it's active, and his word is true. And so if you can think and and look back and meditate on the scripture and you say, Lord, I thank you for my health. I thank you for the restoration of my marriage. Even if you don't believe it, guess what? You're still thanking him because he's going to do it because he's faithful. And that's who he is. And so this revelation of, well, how do I engage the Lord then? It, you, we, we have to position ourselves rightly before Him, and and, and I, there's a there's man there's so much different things that I that I want to to share, but I think it's as you know, like I said, David, he had Levites ministering to the Lord, um, to the Ark of of the of the Lord in the presence of God, and David, we know that what did God call David, a a man after his own heart. And, and, and why, why did he do that? Because David understood that it was the presence of God that was everything. It wasn't anything that he can do. It was him. And he, he knew like, Lord, it's you, it's your presence. It's what I want to give my life to this. And, and and as I, as I'm reading that and, 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 uh, he says that in Psalms 20 says Psalms 27. And he says, one thing I ask, right, is that I would uh, dwell in your house. That 20, Psalms 27, 4, the one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. There was a lot of crazy things going on in Psalms 27 as he was writing that. He was surrounded. There was a lot of turmoil. There was a lot of things. But David resoluted in his heart. I want to give myself to this. And and ask yourself, am I willing to give myself to this? That all the days of my life, I vow to seek you, Lord. I vow to, to delight myself in you, Lord. To live in your house. To meditate on who you are. To, to, to have a resting place. To create a resting place for you. It's, it's, it's what was in David's heart. When he was at his lowest, but when he was at his highest. Because when he became king... It says that the very first speech that he gave to the people, and it, it was this, that we will have chased the presence of the Lord. We will bring back the Ark of the Covenant. That was the one thing that he said. And, 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 and so he was the leader of Israel. And, 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 and he, he publicly, that was even at the height of his political reign, like he, he vowed in his heart and he said verbally, like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put the ark of, of, of the Lord back here. We're going to have his presence. This is, this is what we're doing. And, and, and so I feel called in this, in this hour right now to share that of like, we are called as a people here to host his presence to, to be after the one thing. It's him. It's not anything else. Because once you know and you see who he is and you respond to him, man, it, it's overwhelming. 
And, 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 and I think about this and I'm like, I want to give my life to this for the rest of my life, Lord, to see you dwell in this house wherever I go. This is where I want you to be, Lord. You're inviting us to, re- to show us how to do that. Let that be the cry and the burden of our heart that we will see generations and generations to host the presence of the Lord. Because guess what? When he comes back, that's what he's coming back for, a bride that is loving him. And when we go to heaven, we are going to be at the feet of Jesus singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. This is what it is, dedicating our lives to worshiping him and honoring him. And, and we're seeing it, man. We're seeing it in glimpses in our church, right? But he wants it day in and day out. Day in and day out. When you're here, when you're there, wherever you are at, he's calling our house to be that. A house of prayer, a house where we can build the presence of God, a home for him that he can say, I can rest here. They're, they're, they're not rushing me. They want me here. And when he's here, he, we're submitted to his lordship. And, and, and so, and I'm think I'm really, I'm really thankful because we have pastors even where there was times where we've ha- we've had conversations and 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 it's like I'm I'm so grateful that that our pastors are they're submitted to the lordship of Christ and they they are so sensitive to what the spirit is doing to what holy spirit is doing and what he's inviting us into and so I say that because it's here and if you're not aware of it, let you have eyes to, to see and ears to hear right now that it's here. And he's inviting you, you, that you can create a resting place for the Lord. Like you matter to him. Your heart moves the Father. And, and, and so now it's, it's this thought, okay, well, what does that look like? How do we do this? And there's... I just want to end with these three things and, and then we're going to worship. But, and it's not based off, like I said, it's not a formula. It's not, you look at Psalms 100 and it says, right, um, how we are to enter the, the presence of the Lord, right? And we enter his, mm-hmm, right, exactly. We enter his gates with thanksgiving and we go into his courts with praise and so the first thing is this so i want you to know this worship is agreeing with who god is that's what worship is it's not about you it's not about me it's not about what he can do for me it's about agreeing with who he is and thanksgiving is agreeing with what he's done so that's why we, we, when we, the first thing is we enter in with thanksgiving, then we worship and we intercede. We, we enter and we thank him for what he's done. We worship him agreeing with what he's going to do. And we intercede agreeing what, no, we, we, we thank him for what he's done. We worship him for who he is and we intercede for what he's going to do. Thanksgiving, worship, intercession. This is something you can do every day. (laughs) It doesn't have to be just here. 
I mean, you can go in your closet. And I just, the reason why I say this is because I've been doing this for a pretty long time now. And, and it's, I have a notepad or my notes app. And I was learning, like I said, from, from the upper room, from Michael Miller, the, these teachings of, of how do we engage the Lord is get a, get, open your note app in the first two minutes, just thank the Lord. Just thank him for everything and anything. You could put your heart on your chest. This is something your kids can do. <laughs> you hear your heart beating. Thank you, Lord, for my heart that's beating. Thank you, Lord, for my health. Thank you, Lord, for, for the roof over my head. Just begin to thank the Lord because when you thank him, it opens your heart. It opens your heart. And guess what? When we come to the Lord, we don't come empty-handed. We come with an offering to him. We come with a thanksgiving offering saying, Lord, we thank you for what you've done, for who you've been, that you've been good, that you have been faithful in my marriage. You have been faithful in my healing when I had cancer when I was 16. I thank you for the healing that you've done, Lord. Yes, and amen, he's done those things. And I can say thank you, Lord. And what it does, it confronts the areas where my heart's hardened. Where I start to think like, well, what do I have to be thankful for right now? But there is always something you can be thankful for. And so we engage the Lord by thanking him. This is what we do first. Because that's what Psalms 100 says. It says, enter his gates. Gates have a place to go. You're given access to something. So gates open up the floodgates of heaven. And where we are able to... Then the Holy Spirit starts to bring a word of who the Lord is reminding us of. Like a name of who he is. Like you're, you've been saying, thank you, Lord. You've seen me when I was doing this the other day. Thank you, Lord. You see me in my, in my health when I was young. Thank you, Lord, that I, when I thought that I wasn't going to get to go even on, on foreign soil, Thank you, Lord, that you you were you were faithful to to see me through that. Thank you, Lord, that you let me live past the age of 16. I thought I was never going to go to school. Thank you, Lord, that your promise was true. Thank you, Lord, that even in the times where I thought that I wasn't going to be able to get married one day because I thought that my life was going to end at 16 <laughs> because I had cancer and I seen the Lord heal me. And then I'm like, thank you, thank you. And so this theme starts coming and I'm like, you've been so faithful. So the Holy Spirit starts telling me, faithful. And then I can start worshiping him on that and say, even in my own song, like, you've been so faithful to me, Lord. Like, and I just make up my own songs and, I, and, and I'm like just sitting there and I'm like crying and I'm like, yes, Lord. Like, but because you know why? Because it's the Holy Spirit that's speaking. Because the Holy Spirit authors his name on your heart. And when he does that, Faith becomes activated. And you imagine being in a place like this where we're doing this together, where we're collectively, when we're up here, we're thanking him. And then we're leaning into what the Holy Spirit is wanting to say because the Holy Spirit searches the depths of the God's heart. And then he begins to utter what the anointed one says. That's what it says in Romans. It says that, that faith is birthed through a heart that responds And so 
when you're thanking him, your heart is open and engaged. And then Holy Spirit begins to birth something within you of who he is. And we can call him different names. Faithful. He's been a healer. He's been kind. He's been, God is love. He's, he, he, what, who has he been to you? This comes from when you begin to thank him. So you thank him. We, we agree for, with what he's done. Then it leads into that worship. We agree with who he is. And out of that, we intercede. We're think, we begin to, to agree with what he's going to do. So that means, Lord, I've seen you faithful in my health when I was 16. I'm thanking you that you are going to, even now that I'm pregnant, Lord, you're going to see me through my, my, my pregnancy, that you're going to be faithful in my health there. The things that I'm worried about, that I was worried about, I thank you because I've seen your faithfulness when I was 16. So I can testify and believe knowing that you are faithful as the new life comes. And so this is, this is what you can do every day. And as a church, as a body, this is what he's calling us to. To engage the Lord that way. Where people come in and they not only feel the presence of God, but they know the Lord is here because it's about him. The Lord is here. And, and, and this is, I know this is what he's calling us to. And, and I, I know that this is probably one of many messages that will, that I'm going to share because I know that this is, this is what we, what he desires. It's not even, it's not my desire. It's, it's his desire. It's his desire in us. So we're going to do that right now. We're going to come up, and 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 we're gonna we're gonna thank him, and you can just begin to thank him, and we're gonna worship him. We're gonna agree with who he is, and and then we're gonna intercede.